How's it going, everyone? This is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks. This is the start of our sixth season. I shouldn't say our, my sixth season. Um, and I'll be by myself this season while I'm working with other fitness and health uh, health professionals on uh, doing a little guest, uh, guest co-star for other seasons. Uh, so today I just wanted to start it off with a, a fun topic. This will be part two of my personal lower back uh, story. So if you guys want to catch up, you know, go back to, I believe I did that one in season one or two uh, about my, and a lower back injury on my L5S1. And uh, for any of you out there that are listening that have experienced lower back pain, most specifically sciatic pain, oh my God, it's uh, you, you have to see it to believe it or feel it to believe it. Um, so if you're out there, this, this story is for you. So go back to my season one or two backstory. This is part two. So part two is, you know, I had my back surgery, uh, microdisectomy on my L5S1 left side um, two, over almost two years ago. And so almost two years later, you know, I've been feeling great. I've slowly built back up to, you know, walking, to jogging, to running and uh, physical therapy to very light band workouts and five pound dumbbell workouts and then graduate back up to pretty much got my upper body back up to, you know, where I wanted to be, you know, 75 pound dumbbell chest press, a little toned down from my max to like 120, but, you know, getting over 40, there's no, no need to keep going for the strength uh, workouts, you know, you're not getting paid to, to do it. Why, why are you just throwing your body for that? You know, we've done episodes on just that, that thought process. But, you know, to feel like a man, I feel like I got to at least hit 75 pound dumbbells. So upper body got back up, lower body, you know, real scared about the injury and re-injuring and re-herniating my disc. So I crept up to, you know, like I said, physical therapy, um, walking to jogging to running and uh, doing very light body, uh, body weight workouts and balance workouts for a good six months before I even started doing like lunges, squats with maybe five pound, 10 pound dumbbells. And after a year and a half, I kind of said, you know what, I, I got to start, start pumping up the legs a little more, you know, it's too, too much of a runner's body on the lower end and too big up top. So, uh, you know, I, I started every week, maybe going five pounds up on some of my lunges, squats, front squats, no more deadlifts, but I would do single leg deadlifts, uh, per my physical therapist orders. <laughs> And uh, just one week, I was doing the highest I got to was uh, 20 pound dumbbell lunges very carefully. And I was doing 30 to 35 pound dumbbell squats, you know, in each hand when normally I would do max out at 120 or, or you know, load up the, the squat bar. But I will not, you know, no more squat bar, no more deadlifts. So these are the kind of the the few uh, heavy leg exercises I would do and uh, eased right into it. And, and just one week, I think the main problem was I, I heaviest I've ever gone in one day. And that was literally just like four leg exercises and mixed with some upper body stuff. The next day I went back to work out with full intention to do an upper body, but I felt so great about my leg workout. I was like, you know what? I missed a couple things I wanted to do. Let me just do some more, throw in some more leg exercises. And I think that was what got me two days in a row of leg workouts, not that heavy, but still I just overused it inflamed the area. 
in my uh, lower back. And by the next day, I already started feeling sciatic pain. I knew I was a goner. So immediately stopped everything. Um, went, went to my physical therapist, switched all training to physical therapy and physical therapist, a great guy at our gym, uh, physio gym, um, Laniel, Dr. Laniel. And, uh, he, you know, assessed my whole body and definitely saw extreme weakness on my left side, which could have contributed, uh, to the, you know, the recurring, uh, pain I was doing for sciatic, um, or it could have been the amount of weight I was using or the two days in a row. I'm not sure, but he found what he needed to found. And over the next two months we worked on that and he was happy with what the results we got. Everything was even Steven from left leg to right leg for, you know, with pain. But within those two months I was experiencing every week, just a little bit more pain, a little bit more pain. I knew this was getting worse. So after two months I stopped physical therapy, went to go see my surgeon at USC Keck and, uh, told him the story he sent me in for an mri and sure enough same l5 s1 same side left and uh, last time it was six millimeters um usually they tend to say like eight to nine millimeters is the typical where they start doing surgery but uh the two years ago the six millimeter herniation that i had i guess hooked as the the, the jelly center you know i don't really remember what the the center is called of the disc um, but, the the jelly center had leaked out and took such a turn that it was a nasty turn that was pinching my sciatic nerve against, uh, a bone. Um, this time the pain was not as severe and weirdly enough, walking made it feel better two years ago. And then this time walking made it absolutely worse and sleeping was the best. And compared from this to last time, I'll take this because I can, at least I can sleep. But anyways, that disc on the MRI showed another six, metal, six millimeter herniation, same exact size, did not the hook turn this time, but they could see on the MRI that it was mic, mixed and mashed with scar tissue. So it was, imagine like a chain link fence and, you know, throwing some jelly in there, you know, some of it's going to kind of pour out of the chain link, but you know, for the majority of it, it's at least it's some type of barrier. So, uh, scheduled a a surgery, you know, it's always because of COVID was far out there. So I immediately got on a a steroid and I I hadn't uh, set my date yet. I wanted to see what the steroid could do. Did a steroid, it helped, but as soon as you're off it, it's pain again, same level. So I went in to do this time a uh, epidural which I, you know, from talking to a lot of different doctors and surgeons and people in the business, you know, doing epidurals one time, okay. You do it several times, it starts drying out your disc and it's actually really not good. Um, so I was under the theory, one, one time's fine. Went in, uh, easy, you know, hardly any pain of the needles and uh, felt great that day. And that's what they said would happen because they pump you so much full of lidocaine, lidocaine, um, that helps with the pain while they're putting the big needle in your, you know, your L5 S1 or whatever problems people have. And, uh, by the next day felt some pain come back by the next day, full pain back. And by the third day, it actually got worse. So two weeks after I got this epidural, I had another, uh, online zoom call with my doc for the epidural doc. And, uh, 
basically by that two week mark, my pain had not doubled, but had gotten worse than before I started the epidural. So that was not a good sign. He immediately said there was no point going in for a, a second shot. Um, he referred me back to my surgeon, talked with my surgeon. He says, from everything you're saying, like, we need to go in there and clean it out. No problem doing the surgery. There's going to be some scar tissue, which will we'll just be a little extra careful, he said. The main problem, he has to drill. Every time you do a microdisectomy, it's very invasive. You know, they cut a little slit in your lower back or wherever your, disc, your ruptured disc is. And uh, they cut the skin, they cut the fascia, but they don't cut the muscle because they're little, they have these little devices that can kind of pull the muscle strands to the side while they sneak their little snake uh, scope in there. And then they have to drill a little pilot hole, I guess, into your either the disc or the vertebrae itself. That way they can grab the, the nerves with a little hook, like a fish hook, and pull it back. Then their other device goes in, and now there's lots of room where they can sit there and clean out your disc and grab, you know, the fluid or scar tissue or a combo of the both. So, you know, no problem doing that pilot hole one time. Doing a pilot hole the second time, it's okay. But the surgeon said the only problem with doing a third option would be it becomes such an issue with drilling a third pilot hole in there, and they can't use the same one, I guess. Um, that in his experience, it's not worth doing the third one, that basically he would move to uh, fusion. And that hit, hit home. I am not going to be, you know, lose my six, six foot one status, you know, really probably six and three quarters. But now that'd be knocked down to six and a half, six and a quarter. You know, that's, that's stuff for, you know, your 70s and 80s. I'm not looking for that as a 40 year old man. So that really hit home. So, you know, as much as I thought I did, uh, playing safe 90% less in all my activities last time, I guess I need to do 90% less of the 90%. So that was kind of my mentality going into this one. So last week I did that surgery was a success. Um, I guess he said that the disc looks worse now than it did on the MRI, which was a little concerning, um, but there still is some space there and might be able to get a good 10, 15 years out of it. Um, but he he did an extra job of cleaning out some of the fluid around the nerve just to give me a little bit more space this time. And, you know, as I'm healing, you know, some of the fluid might it's an open open hole. So some of the fluid could come back out, um, which is why they want you to rest. But I mean, God, just living life, just getting yourself up. You feel these little pains. There's nothing you can do. You You have to live. You know, you have to get up off the ground, which takes a, you know, a little bit of, you know, flexibility. So he gave me that little extra help. Um, and so my game plan has been take four weeks off of work this time. Last time I took three days. Um, I have not left the house except for to go on a little walk and uh, basically just down the block and back. And then every day I go just a little bit further. And that is it. No physical therapy, no working out. Um, just a lot of side lane uh sitting for just uh, no more than 30 minutes laying on my back or now with a pillow under my, my hips, I can uh, lay on my stomach as well. But for uh, sleeping, one of the biggest things I think, I think that may have got me last time was I love laying on my stomach and because of the pain and pressure in my joint, even after I did my first surgery, you know, just there was a mild numbness, mild, mild pain. Uh, so I would hike my, 
left knee because it's my left side, I would hike it up while I was sleeping on my stomach. Well, I think that just puts an extra little, you know, pressure on that disc because of the angle you're doing. Um, and I did that almost every night. So this time around, I'm sleeping on my side with a pillow in between my legs because that takes all the pressure off. And the pillow in between your legs, if you try to move in the middle of the night, you kind of wake up and then realize you still have that pillow there. So you shift over to the other side and uh, it you never you never move from that position. So it's perfect. So my sleep is perfect. Um, I'm being very careful, not working, taking four weeks off and building up my walking program. So then I basically did the next 16 weeks of, uh, you know, my plan of when to start swimming this time, uh, when to start PT and then, uh, back to the gym, I put like four months out and even then I'll be doing my five pound increments and you can only go up by five pounds each week. So that's my game plan and also doing, next to nothing on legs and i think i want to get uh mri done after a year um that way i can check my progress and see has it been coming out a little bit is it one millimeter two millimeters is this nothing because then i can you know maybe go a little more aggressive but a lot of people don't want to get an mri one they don't want to they don't want to know that they're jacked up and then two they think it's like a million dollars i guess if you're with kaiser or some of the other big chain um, hospitals, they mark it up as like a $3,000 MRI, but, uh, you'd be surprised if you go and pay cash to some of these, uh, imaging clinics. Um, as long as you have someone you trust that can look at this for you, I've gotten so good at looking at myself. I don't even think I need a doctor anymore, but, um, the cost is actually like cash, 350, 400 bucks. To, to take a look at your spine for, you know, 400 bucks. Oh my God, it's hundred percent worth it. And x-rays are useless. MRIs, the only thing, if you're having the type of issue that I'm having. So there's my uh, progress for uh, one week post-surgery. This is two years from my original surgery. And uh, this cannot happen for a third time. If it does, I'm already kind of, I already have a couple referrals to uh, neurosurgeons. I'm not spine surgeon because neurosurgeons will do disc replacements. I do not want to have my regular uh, spine surgeon fuse me. I would rather look into the other options uh, of a disc replacement, you know, keeping the flexibility, keeping my height as long as I can. So there's one, Matt. Thanks for listening to my crybaby story. You know, I really hope um, that I touch some people that have had this experience or maybe scare some people that... You know, accidents can happen. That's how this original injury started. You know, an accident where I tripped holding a 40-pound weight rack, just moving it because I was moving some equipment to a different gym. Tripped, lunged out. I stopped it just by reflex. I lunged, caught it, stopped the rack from falling, which was the stupidest thing I could have done. And immediately right there, blew my disc out. So I have other stories of other clients who blew their disc out because they went down to grab the... Uh, grab something or like they were weeding or cleaning up something they weren't even using weights just the angle and how quickly they went down was enough to to pop it so just careful out there everyone use proper form and uh you know please reach out if you have any issues with um herniated discs especially herniated discs um because uh you know 
people feel like they're lost. Really, no one really cares about your injury except for other people that have had your injury. So another great source is, uh, man, YouTube and Reddit. Those are like real-life stories of people, and you get so much education from that, from other people going through your your problems. So with that, I think I'll be done with this episode. Uh, You know, this this season I'll be ranting and raving all by myself while I'm getting uh, other co-hosts for other seasons. And uh, thanks for listening, and uh, I'll try to pump out two episodes a week. All right.